Welcome to the Power of Podcast by York Community Church. Each week, we will look at a different topic to empower us as we live life as Christians. We will be hearing from various people from YCC as they share their thoughts and experiences on each topic, and we pray this will encourage you in your walk with God. Welcome everybody to another episode of the YCC podcast. Today's episode is about the power of presence. I'm Jess and I'm here with Pat Willis who is here to discuss what the power of presence means. So Pat, what does it mean to you? Hi, good morning Jess. It's good good to be here. Uh, I'm, I'm very pleased to be part of this really. Yeah, I mean it's something I started thinking about a few years ago really and uh, by presence, I'm talking about the presence of God. That's what I'm thinking of as presence, really. And how do we basically make room for the presence of God in our everyday lives when things just get so busy and just just the whole idea of God gets pushed out? You might sit down in the morning and perhaps spend some time you know, praying or reading or something or do a short devotion. And then it's evening. You think, well, where's God been during the day? Yeah. it's It can be so hard when you are working or you're studying or whatever it is that's going on in your life to find those moments to think about God life in a way sort of takes you on a roller coaster ride some days and you get to the end of the day and you're like where was God in my day like I know he was there but I didn't take the time to notice him yeah 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 no I think that's, I think that's pretty common I certainly I mean <laughs> I think I still struggle with that as well yeah uh, oddly enough when I was younger I think there were times when I hadn't done a morning devotional I actually had a better day because I was suddenly much more aware that uh I almost I felt like I was making up making up making it up and catching up if you like really sometimes I do a morning devotional I think ah good done my god bit now right I can get on with my day which is yeah. a terrible attitude really so box ticking exercise <laughs> yeah I know horrible eh? <laughs> yeah and I don't think I don't think time with god should be a box ticking exercise yeah. there was definitely a place for like um routine and um you know having a morning devotional you know can be a really good thing and it can remind you to to start your day well but yeah definitely it's hard to then not see that as well I've done my god for the day I mean it's interesting though isn't it really because I think a lot of modern day Christians have don't really have much of a routine I think if you look back through history certainly with the monastic tradition they would have like five or seven times of prayer during the day and other faiths often have that sort of you know more almost like a richer routine uh based around faith and and i think as christians in the 21st century often that's a quite a foreign idea to us i think yeah i definitely like see a lot of um people my age really struggling with routine particularly students you know i'm still kind of a student kind of working so yeah i see um lots of students really struggling with this idea of routine because all of your time is is under your control pretty much and that can be really a really daunting thing that can be really hard for people yeah, yeah. i mean I, I i totally total digression i remember when i moved from being in full-time employment to basically working for myself and again suddenly your whole day is yours to structure you kind of forget how hard it can be to to, to do that and you have to well, deliberately put you know put frameworks in for yourself that aren't there and i think the same is true spiritually yeah so um, what frameworks would you say that you 
have put into your life do you like have a routine of prayer or do you sort of just try and take whatever moments arise well I think for me it didn't start with the idea of routine I'd never done particularly well with them really it started with a, a, a bit an aha moment around well when I talk about presence what does presence actually mean and well, actually presence is two things so you and I are present what, what does it mean actually we're here in the same place but we're also here at the same time so presence has got a, a here component and a now component yeah. and I think people think of the here component don't we you know but but the now was important to me so I think a lot of times people spend their you know their mental time wishing they were somewhere else doing something else being some other place rather than being present where they are with what they're currently doing and bringing God into that because that's where God is God is here yeah so is that like you know if you're physically somewhere like if you're sat at your desk in your office but your mind is thinking oh isn't it lovely weather won't it be nice when I can clock off exactly and yeah, go out? yeah you yeah. know you're physically here but you're mentally not present you're not living in that moment yeah no I think that people just suffer that a lot it normally can be the past it can be oh you remember the time we were doing that instead or the future I wish I was somewhere else doing something else and, and, and I, I think it's it's quite challenging to embrace the present yet one I think the joys of the perhaps just the mental discipline of embracing the present is you can bring God into the here and now rather than oh yeah I'll you know I'll, yeah God will be down the road somewhere for me rather than God being in what I'm doing now or like even the morning devotion thing isn't it which was <laughs> yeah 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 that was the past I did that done that for the day now and I can concentrate on the important stuff yeah <laughs> So sometimes it can be, um, it can be like, okay, right, I'm I'm living in the moment. Maybe I'm not doing all the things that I think, you know, are, are necessarily like the right thing to do as a Christian. But that's fine because I can, I can do better in the future, <laughs> and you know, God will be God will be there for me tomorrow, even if I'm even if I'm not willing to sort of listen to Him today. It sounds like that's something you've had experience with, Jess. Is definitely, that, is that, is that yeah. true? Is that <laughs> that's you? Just definitely something I've. Uh, <laughs> been working on <laughs> yeah it can be almost hard almost to accept I mean, part of that i think is actually accepting ourselves isn't it as a, as a work in progress and the fact knowing that god loves us for what we are now not we're, what we're going to be in the future but you know, loving us for what we are right now and then us loving ourselves what we are now and, and accepting our ourselves with our current set of baggage and weaknesses that we've got yeah because yeah because he can take that he can he's there for for us to um, come to him completely burdened. And I think a lot of times, I know I certainly feel this, I feel like in order to go to God, I have to feel like I'm doing well and that I yeah. don't have loads of baggage at that moment. And yeah, it can be really hard to think of some of God as somebody who you can, who you can and should definitely go to in the times you really are struggling. Um, yeah. That's interesting. I mean, it, it makes me think of the phrase waiting on the Lord. I don't know if that means anything to you particularly, but mm. I think people generally don't like waiting. I don't know about you, but do they? Do they? It's like waiting. I mean, I, I hate it. I mean, I, 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 I've always struggled with what I think you would call patience. And I think that's because actually I wanted to be somewhere else rather than here and now. And I think when we realise that waiting around like either you know waiting for a bus or waiting for a doctor's appointment but it's short or long term is always distracting us from well what's what's God doing 
right now with mm. me rather than what God will be doing in the future or what, what good things are going to happen. And so when I think of waiting on the Lord, I think it's about bringing God into the present situation of what I am rather than waiting for something down the road in the future. Yeah, like almost like, oh, life will be so much better once this thing that I'm waiting for happens. And so once that has happened, I can focus on God. And yet, does that ever happen? Well, there's always something, there's always <laughs> something else, isn't there? There's always something, like as soon as you... Um, I, mean, I always find myself being really busy um, during term time like I work outside of term time but my social life exists within term time because I'm friends with loads of students so it's I always think to myself as, as long as I can get to the end of term then I'll have free time and I can spend more time um, doing like church things or I can spend more time with God or I can just spend more time doing things that I enjoy mm. whatever it is um, and it gets to the end of term and I'm like, okay, but the things that I've set up to do in like these three weeks holiday, I don't actually have any more free time than I did <laughs> when term time was happening. Like the the amount of jobs that I've left because I said to myself, I'll, just, I'll leave that until, you know, after term's finished and I'll be able to get on with that then, you know, I'll be able to um, read this book I've really been wanting to reading or whatever it is. But they all stack up at the end of that period of waiting i think it can be really hard to very much embrace what's going on at the, at this moment i think human nature finds it difficult i don't know why really to be fair but i think definitely yeah so if waiting is this really difficult thing um you know if it, if it's if it stops us from being in the now what then is patience what does that mean and how can we actually employ that, do you think? I think, you know, because the Bible says a lot about patience, doesn't it? It mentions patience a lot. And I always used to kind of have this mental picture of patience as basically putting up with what's going on now for some great thing that's going to happen in the future. And so patience is kind of gritting my teeth mm. and getting through it. And so I think, oh, Lord, I'm not very patient, la, 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 la. And I suddenly realised, I thought, actually, patience is not that at all. Patience is recognizing that uh, God is here now. And so patience is bringing God into what you're doing now. I, I sorry, re repeat that because it is basically what it is. Rather, than this, it's flipping a mindset from gritting your teeth to get through now <laughs> yeah. than, than accepting exactly what is going on now and bringing God into that picture, which kind of makes the whole idea of patience almost evaporate, if that makes sense. Yeah. Is it is it almost rather than... Um, yeah, having to having to get through something like you're not going to complain, but you're not going to like it either. Mm. Um, is it more sort of genuinely enjoying the waiting? Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's I mean, enjoying is an odd one, isn't it? Because clearly, there's some things we prefer doing more than others. Yeah, you know? <laughs> and uh, and and if you if you go and read some of uh, the Apostle Paul's letters in the New Testament, he talks about this idea of contentment, and he says, you know, if I'm in, yes. Really rich. Oh, sorry. Go on. Yeah, en go enjoy on. is probably the wrong content yeah, is a much yeah. better word, I think. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, because it's like he says, I'm really rich, or if I'm really poor, if I'm struggling, he says, in all those situations, I could be content. And it's like, well, how'd you manage that, Paul? I'm impressed. <laughs> uh, and it's really recognizing that God is going to be there with you regardless of that. And rather than almost like, you know, pushing back against the situation, is accepting what is going on now. Because, I mean, if you've got a 
certain thing happening right now. If aside from anything from being in an uncomfortable situation to being in pain or, or whatever it is, the fact pushing back against it doesn't actually make it any better. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't change it. Complaining about it doesn't actually help you. It doesn't bring it doesn't make any doesn't bring any change. And so I like to think of it was one, if it's a situation you, you don't like and you can walk away from it, well, great, off you go. Yeah. If you can change it right now, well, change it. And if you can't, well, there's no point complaining about it, but just invite God to be part of that with you. Uh, and in a way, it's sort of almost like getting rid of the idea of patience or waiting and yeah. just saying, well, where am I going to meet God? Next week or now? Yeah. Are there any things that you find helpful to sort of remind you of that um, practice? Like if you're getting really frustrated about a situation that is difficult and you can't change anything what is you know is it just because you've you've put it into practice um like the more the more times you do it i guess the more times you think to invite god in the more likely you need you are to remember to do that in the future is it that or is there anything yeah i think i think that's a, a, a good a good part of it and one thing i <laughs> i like to try and do is to catch myself complaining. <laughs> so if you catch yourself complaining, you think, aha, all right, yeah, you know. <laughs> uh, and, you know, I think it's something as well, because we talked about ourselves, individuals, but a lot of times we can do stuff better in community as well, do stuff as a group. Yeah. And actually even having a small group of people, maybe two or three uh, friends or a small group that you can work with on things like this, where you can encourage and support each other. So again, you know, like when we get a game of you know catching someone complaining or something, <laughs> where you go, oh yeah, actually, you know what? Why am I doing that? Why don't I just accept what is now and invite God to be part of that rather than going, oh no, I wish it was different. <laughs> yeah. Do you think... Do you think there is a place for complaining or? Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you think there's a place for complaining? <laughs> there's, sorry, it's slightly off topic, but I think it's a. It's now, are a you question. a fan of complaining? Go on then. I, I think that sometimes you feel better when you get something off your chest. It doesn't mean that I complain about something and I, you know, hold, you know, loads of stuff after that. I think I find it as a way of like releasing all of those stuff. If I tell, you know, a, a trusted um, friend all yeah. the stuff that's going on, you know, I'm not saying, you know, and these, these are the reasons that, that you should dislike that person. Loads of, those are the time, t time I'm going, do you know what? I really understand why this other person did this or why this situation is the way it is, but it doesn't stop it from being really annoying yeah. and really frustrating. Um, and, you know, I don't need you to come up with solutions. I know there aren't any, but I just wanted to tell somebody else. Um, I don't know if that is complaining, but I, I see myself doing that a lot. That's a, good, that's that's a, a lot. really good question. I mean, I think, I think, I mean, what's interesting, I think there is, um, there's a biblical idea of lament, mm. uh, which is a, a, almost like a technical faith-based term, which kind of is kind of like godly complaining. And it, it is almost like complaining to God, basically. <laughs> <laughs> and if you go and read, there's 150 psalms in the Bible, mm. and about a third of them have got some element of lament, stroke, complaining in them, yeah. aimed, aimed at God. Uh, but there's a, if you go and read them all, there's pretty much a process to how it works, is that the person has a massive go at God saying, why is this awful thing going on? This is terrible. I'm not happy about this. And that's a good old lament. Uh, and then 
allows God to work in them in the situation and almost like work, work through it with God and recognize that, uh, you know, you may not understand why this is going on. You may not like what's going on, but it doesn't mean God has deserted you. Yeah. And you work through it with God. And, and consistently, again, you see this in the Psalms. You go and read them all. You'll, you'll see this. You go through this process where you come out the other side recognizing that uh, God is good and he still has your best interests at heart and he's not going to leave you. And you kind of come out with some sort of relief on the other side almost. Yeah. Yeah. So, you, yeah, there is a way to work through these things you know it with god yeah yeah yeah, yeah very much so and again there's a great model you, you really go and read the psalms it's basically a model you can you can you can follow that pattern through again the game through lots of the psalms and read them and go and i think once you're aware that model is there and you read them you go aha yeah and you spot the pattern again and again and again of, yeah. of how that how that plays out do you find things like psalms you know poetry music do you find those things to be um useful in the practice of um presence i think it's different for every person uh i'm not politically particularly a poetic person the only exam i ever failed was english literature mm -hmm. uh, and and i just couldn't do the poetry stuff all the same my absolute live one i really when you you're an engineer you know i mean yep. <laughs> engineers I, I just the poetry just 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 didn't work for me you know so i do think it's different for people i don't know does it, does it work, work for, do for you i'm not sure if it's like just you know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go and sit down and read a book of poetry, yeah. but I'd maybe listen to it. It depends on the medium that it's presented to me, and I yeah. think I struggle to um, read. I'm dyslexic, so I I find that quite um, challenging sometimes. But to be able to listen to something, I I, I spend a lot of my time um, listening to. Uh, Christian music. Sometimes it's things that we sing in church. Sometimes it's music, and you know, in the style of folk songs, but with Christian lyrics. And like the people who've written it have, you know, a message behind what they're saying. Mm. And um, I can find, you know, sitting in that really helpful. If I'm if I'm, you know, struggling, you know, in in whatever it is, you know, if I'm if I'm sat at home or if I'm sat at work. You know, you can be doing whatever it is you're doing and still be listening to um, music. You know, you, you I, th I think that you can be mm. working and still sitting in the presence <laughs> of God, yeah, in my no, opinion. No, no, yeah. I, I, think, I think you're right on that as well. And it almost comes down to, um, well, I, I like to call it just being intentional with your your attention. Where, where And again, doesn't matter what it is, whether it's, worship songs or choir or poetry or whatever it, are you genuinely giving it your your attention and again what some people call it mindfulness if you like mm. which is being very deliberate with where you're focusing your attention and i think that's quite quite important in making room for the presence of god yeah yeah and another thing i do you know so you know I, th I think i think you're right there is a difference between you know if i've got the music on it it's it's helping me to stay relaxed and to remember that god is there and when something frustrating happens it's like it's okay um it's a really nice way to sort of remind myself to um you know have those little moments with god throughout the day um and i think lots of it's really nice music um <laughs> i genuinely enjoy listening to it um 
but yeah but at the same time that's not necessarily spending i'm not i'm not focusing on god necessarily i'm working and I'm, oh, that's, god's there yeah. but i'm not focusing on him there are other times where i find it really helpful to um you know at the end at the end of a really stress stressful day or, or just a normal day um to put on some music and to just just sit and listen and really think then about what the lyrics are actually yeah essentially it took me absolutely years to genuinely focus my attention on on on, on lyrics in, mm. in, in songs and, and again i think you know even even in church i think it's so easy to be you know you're you're, you're singing but actually you're thinking about the shopping yeah, uh, and 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 actually, to generally focus your attention on literally what what you're singing about or what music you're listening to at the time, and I found that very difficult. I'm sure some people probably find it easy. Some people will never think about it, but I found also found it very difficult to do that, and just to keep bringing my mind back to yeah. to the to the words. And and my tendency, actually, if I'm not thinking about the shopping, is probably just is to be kind of theologically unpicking and saying, oh, I don't agree with that, <laughs> <laughs> rather than literally using it as an opportunity to come into the presence of god by using it as a way of a tool for worship yeah i think i think for me it's like if i know the lyrics to something really well if i'm really familiar with the song it's much easier to turn my brain off from what those lyrics mean what in a good way or a bad way in, in a in a in a bad way often i find songs that are relatively new maybe we've only sung them at church once mm. or twice before it's much easier to pay attention because you're having to pay more attention to the words anyway because yeah. you don't know them so it is much easier to pay attention than to what the meaning of those words is rather than just be singing them and you you know the song your brain really well your brain can sort of go on autopilot and move your mouth for you and you can be thinking of something completely different yeah yeah but i think i think i i respond quite well to um music and worship generally the thing that i really struggle to keep my attention during is um the sermon <laughs> <laughs> no offense uh pat to your your sermons it's, 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 any, it's everyone's sermons um but oh uh, yeah i can really find myself having sat in during a full sermon for 10 minutes and go what have they been saying for the what last 10 minutes i haven't fully been been tuned in my mind's been thinking oh what we're gonna have for lunch or um oh, oh when i've got home i've got to sort out my laundry i've got to do this mm. you know i'm not you know present i'm yeah it's going back to what we were saying earlier i'm physically there but mentally, mentally somewhere completely is wandering different. off somewhere yeah. yeah yeah i don't think it was like a, a puppy running around the garden you know around little circles literally doing other stuff what do you like with silence then when it's really quiet um i think it can i think it can depend you know sometimes sometimes the mind the mind does drift but Sometimes, you know, sometimes it is nice to sit in in silence. So I think it it depends on sort of um, how I am that particular day, how I'm doing, and um, whether or not I have the strength, really, to you know, not physical strength, but like sort of mental capacity to focus. Yeah, I think it takes a lot of. Oh, like practice really. I mean, I did some workshops on, on, uh, on, on, on sort of silence really, where lit all you are going to do is li literally try and make some space in your mind and just, just focus on your your breathing. I like I like breathing mm. actually. I, I mean, I, people, some people will think of it as kind of like, oh yeah, that's like how 
Eastern meditation works or whatever. But I like it because just having a how did I get onto this? Sorry, Jess. Anyway, but anyway, <laughs> I just got to start thinking about it. But the reason I like trying to create space in my head by just focusing on breathing is because breath is is our life, and when you know God breathed into Adam the breath of life, and it's like it says it's it really brings my attention back to God because breath is about life. Uh, Jesus breathed on his disciples and said, "This is how you receive the Holy yeah. Spirit." It's like it's it's got so many spiritual connotations. The simple idea of breath that I like to use that as a way to, in the quiet, uh, bring myself back to the presence of God. It's just so it's simple like that. And and try not to think yeah. about the shopping. <laughs> Breath <laughs> is one of those really interesting things where you don't notice yourself breathing for like 99% of the time. Yeah. And then somebody points out that we breathe and then you go, <gasps> and you have to like, you suddenly start, thinking about the fact that you're breathing yeah and you, you're noticing you're noticing it and you you, oh, that's really weird, you can't yeah. you know you can control the the rhythm of your own own mm. own breathing but like 99 percent of the time you don't have to so it's is is i always find it really interesting focusing in on doing that and i think yeah it's a really good way to 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 focus yeah, on something that we we do normally so naturally, but you can kind of hone in on. I I like the rhythm of it as well. I think because um, it's methodical in the same way that it's. I find it nice to um, just sit on a cliff and look out at the ocean and just experience the rhythm of the, mm. what you're seeing and I the love sound. That. Yeah, um, yeah, I love that. Or you know, sat around a fire and it's it's a bit more random then, but it is that sort of motion and sound that is very natural and very easy to turn your brain off to, but you can really hone in on it and just sit there. But you're bringing yourself into the into the moment, into the, into the present moment now, really, rather than thinking about all the bad things in the past or things yeah. that It's very much is, is being in the now, and, and it's easy to invite God into that, I, I think. And again, I love particularly, as, as you say, something like where you're appreciating what's around you, you know, in the world. Even, even you know, it's easier, I think, in a, you know, out on a cliffside and looking over the ocean, I think. But you can still do it, I think, when you're in, you're in town as well. Mm. It's just hard. It's just... <laughs> It's, it, it can be it can be harder and you're just sort of surrounded by yeah. concrete and tarmac and but you know it's odd that i've actually been spending more time just simply stopping and being appreciative of being alive mm. which is incredible when you stop and think about it i mean and just uh, god how amazing it is i'm actually alive and, and just just enjoying the moment now and uh you would it's so easy to take things for granted though isn't it i mean uh, it's like Whenever you get something new in your life, the first time it happens, it's like, wow, great, isn't this exciting? This is fun, this is this great. And then tomorrow it's like kind of normal. Yeah. And then next week it's like, well, it's not really enough, is it? Yeah. And so just stopping to deliberately appreciate who you are and what you have right now, I think is quite a quite an art to, yeah. to cultivate. And I think it can be really scary as well to um to be silent for lots of people. It can yeah. be a really daunting thing. I, I certainly find um, I think it's different to being silent, but sort of actively listening to God, I find can be challenging because sometimes I'm like, what if I don't like what he says? Well, that's always a risk, isn't it? That's always that's always <laughs> the risk. That's always the risk you take. But it, it's something that has genuinely held me back from um, spending 
time deliberately listening to God. Um, and it's you know something that something that I, you know, try and try and get over, but do still struggle with. I think that's a real insight, Jess, because I, I I think a lot of people that's true of a lot of people they just don't would like to admit it. Mm. Uh, I, I think that's true. In fact, years ago, I, I had a friend who I, was, well, I not long been a Christian, and I was super enthusiastic about Jesus, and I, I and I was telling my friend Alec about this. He won't be listening, so I'm not really worried about that. <laughs> well, hey, Alec, if you're listening, well, welcome, <laughs> I don't think he'll be listening. But anyway, uh, and he said, "It's a pattern of literally, st- st- don't tell me any more because if I hear any more, I might start being convinced about it, and that means I'll have to do something about it, and I really don't want to do something about it." <laughs> yeah 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 because it can be frightening for people who are for people who are christians to who you know who know that god is um actually good and has the best good and has the heart. best yeah. interest at heart <laughs> and is and is you know probably gonna i was i can't remember which of the other podcasts we've recorded but um yeah one of the other podcasts we go into um this a bit as well um you know, you know god has generally good things in his plans um you know they might be scary they might be out of our comfort zone but i think ultimately they're they're good things and um i've completely forgotten the point of what i was saying but (laughs) 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 i'm not sure i was excited about getting to hearing your point (laughs) (laughs) i I know (laughs) no you're talking about essentially uh is that god wants good things for people and yet somehow we don't quite believe that yeah somehow um i think yeah i think it can be i definitely got hung up on the fact as a teenager i think i went to you know soul survivor um conferences in the summer and you hear a lot about um people that had totally given everything over to god and moved to nepal to live in a hut and mission to people there and that is an amazing thing to do to give up everything you know and are comfortable with um and i kind of got into got it into my head that um you know if i close my eyes and listen to god he was going to suddenly be like go to south africa and and you're thinking that sounds awful (laughs) that sounds sounds (laughs) awful but yeah it's it's knowing that you know yes god can put these things on your heart but i don't think I think in very few cases it's a, it's as sudden or as drastic as um as that and also that he um equips you know you to Yeah, sort of equips and prepares you. I, I, he doesn't I, yeah. he doesn't call the equip. You don't have to feel like you're ready to do something before you're called to do it. You get called to do it and then you're given the means to do that. I think there's what. No, I think yeah. you're right, Jess. I think this is obviously a complete tangent, but I, I, I do think that people think like you. Oh yes, I, I'd really hate to go and do what that person's felt they're called to do. It sounds dreadful to me, and going to Nepal, you know, whatever. Not not my cup of tea, particularly. I don't think. But I, God does lay. You know, if that's what you're going to do for the Lord, then He's going to put it on your heart. You're going to care about it. Yeah. You're going to want to do it. You're going to because you. I don't believe. Again, total tangent. You you can't spend your life doing stuff you hate. That, yeah. That's not going to glorify God or, or, or anybody. It really isn't. Yeah. So to sort of bring it back to well, yes, <laughs> presence all those crazy and, tangents, and yes, indeed. So uh, 
I know you're not here to plug your book, but you do have a book if anybody <laughs> wants to uh, find out more about what this thing called presence is. Uh, how can they find that? Oh, it's, a, it's called Pathways to Presence. It's it's on Amazon. You can, you, can, you can buy it on Amazon or the Kindle edition or the, or the paperback edition if you want. Yes. Yes. Uh, uh, wonderful. Do you have sort of... Um, Anything, anything that we've we haven't covered that you really have on your heart to say, and you know, if not, maybe we can just um, spend some time, maybe um, just pray over the the conversation we've just had, and then, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think whenever you try something new, like you you're trying to spend more time in God's presence, or you're 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 trying out, um, you know, some something new in terms of you know some rhythm of prayer you might be trying to do or you're you're trying to do some sort of mindful exercise or whatever whatever it happens to be you have to remember all this takes time and you have to give yourself a break and not expect to go from zero to 100 on on the first time you try something Mm. uh, and and do it with a group of people that will support you that's that's my my best advice i can i can give yeah you're not gonna you know, if you set yourself a challenge, you know, uh, you, you say, I'm going to I'm going to make sure I d- do devotional every morning and you forget one morning because it's not part of your the routine. world is yet. not over, is it? The world is, the world <laughs> is not over. Um, yes. And I think everybody is all the better for having people around us who are mm. um, supportive and hold us to account for um, these things. Yeah. Yeah. Would you be comfortable praying? Absolutely. For sure. Yeah. Uh, Lord, thank you for this wonderful time we've uh, just now spent together talking through these things. And I do pray, Lord, for anybody that's that's listening to this, that they'll be encouraged and, and challenged just to seek you out in a new and deeper way. Uh, and I pray for all of us, Lord, that we won't be won't be discouraged when it doesn't go perfectly the first time, and we will continue to seek you. And Lord, that, that uh, you will open our eyes to. Uh, the good things you have for us. Amen. Amen.